maybe spend a little bit of time figuring out what what put you there but most of your energy needs to go to all right what do i need to do next so that i'm not in a slump tomorrow you know there's a lot of times you started off the year on a good foot and things happen you have to learn your body and your mind and understand like hey i'm in a slump and now what do i do to get out of the slump when i hit slumps it's usually like i'm i'm on track to do something different on track to do something new and it gets boring or it gets hard i need to surround myself with people who care about what brandon wants to accomplish or what i want to do and like who, who are there to support me along the way if they're not you know they don't have to necessarily be part of your day to day be objective yeah right and understand that all great stories have a moment where everything is going well. We have all been there before. You're in a slump. Could be an emotional slump, could be a sales slump, and today we're gonna talk about steps that you can take to get out of it. By the way, please take some time to like, subscribe, um, uh, give us a rating on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever, comment on this episode. Uh, We'd love to hear from you guys, and this will help us develop more and better content. So thank you. All right, let's jump right in. So it is extremely common to hit a slump from time to time. So you could have frustrated clients. You could have been, uh, you could be slacking off and and giving up on what you were going to do, a new habit that you were going to establish. And really around this time of year, which by the way, at the time we're recording this, this is the middle of February, um, You know, there's a lot of times you started off the year on a good foot and things happen, right? And you start to fall back into those old habits or you hit slumps from time to time. We're going to talk about how to get out of that. So first, let's talk about how you define a slump, right? Emotionally, how you define it. Can we talk about the two most common slumps for real estate agents? Let's talk about it. The two that I'm aware of, and you may have two different ones, but the two that I'm aware of are the holidays Mm. and then right after a big check. Like you just closed a million dollar property, you got a $30,000 check or whatever it is coming and you take some time off. Man, it's so hard not to though as a real estate agent because you're like, you're working so hard and you're just like, man, I deserve a break. Yep. And really where you want to get to is that you've got um, enough um, uh, emotional stability, right? In your business to where that's not a defining characteristic of whether you slack off or not. Vacation times for vacation. And I'm not saying it's it's not okay to take off a uh, a day uh, from time to time, but what I will say is like you you need to create a, a consistent growth over time through habits. Yeah, and I, so it's but it's hard not to you know totally fall off the wagon after you've had a big check. Totally, and I, I just think it's very funny because we talk to hundreds of agents and they all say the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. I want to make six figures in this business, and they almost treat it like a. Um, like a goal uh, for raising money. It's like once they hit that hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, it's t- it's time to quit. Like we're we're done. Yeah, I Instead was at, of building a pipeline that you know kind of will last in the future, so you can continue the hundred thousand dollar years. Yeah, that's exactly right. I'm so glad you mentioned that. But so here's what you need. And and by the way, what happens after that? After you've gotten in that slump, is you go, oh no. Yeah. Right. All that money I made is running out. I need to do something. And a lot of times you might be like, I don't have enough time. Well, and all it takes is two or three weeks of not prospecting mm-hmm. to not continue to fill the pipeline for you to experience a gap in checks down oh, yeah. the road because yeah. that the pipeline has to stay full if you mm-hmm. want to continue to get paid on a somewhat regular basis because the other thing people don't like about real estate is that it's not consistent pay. Like yeah. it's not you're not going to get every 2 weeks get a check. Yeah. You got to you got to keep up with the uh 
this prospecting. Yeah, that's exactly right. So yeah, you can get lots of checks, um, but you've got to stay consistent. So here's what you do when you get a slump. First, so first, it, it, again, it's that de definition of the slump. What does it mean? So is this slump something that you have to feel negatively about, or can it be part of the path, part of the story for you, right? Can you use this at a, as a catalyst to either address the emotional state, to push past a slump? You know, some when I hit slumps, it's usually like I'm, I'm on track to do something different, on track to do something new, and it gets boring or it gets hard. And so I might be just like, man, why is this so difficult? Why is this so... Uh, uh, why, why am I so challenged by this? Or I might be bored with doing it. And so, you know, I might let a day uh, slip by or two days slip by. And it's like, well, I need to get back on the train. But if I start to feel bad about it or start to go like, oh, Brandon, you always do this. You always fall off the wagon versus, hey, this is part of it. Yeah. Right. This is part of the story. This is part of the process in me achieving this, becoming this new person, achieving this new goal. And so the first thing is just to be objective and to redefine what that means, right? That is that is a step, that's a waypoint on your new path. So first it's be objective, yeah. right? And understand that all great stories have a moment where everything is going wrong. You think about every great story, whether it's a movie, whether it's a sports story. Um, you know, I think about, um, you know, even though the 49ers did not win the Super Bowl, the quarterback story, um, what's his name? Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. It's a great story. Yeah, it's a great story. Right? It's like nothing like getting chosen last, you know, uh, on the NFL draft. Yeah. And then making right? it to the Super Bowl. And you're, yeah, totally. you're Mr. Insignificant. And then all of a sudden you're a quarterback in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. And, and yes, he lost, but he still, there were a lot of wins to get there. So that's a great story. Well, many people never get there in the first place. So. Right. So yeah, all great stories have a moment where things are tough. Things are going wrong. Yeah. And, and that's every, a part of the journey. Everybody identifies slumps differently or, or has different experiences when they're in a slump. For me, it's frustration. So mm -hmm. I'm a highly productive person. So I like to, I, my mindset is, is dictated by how much I'm producing and, if I if I get frustrated because I'm there's not enough hours in the day and I'm not getting as much done as I want to get done, yeah. I start to get frustrated and that's that puts me in a slump. So yeah. everybody's different though. Like it may be um, you're a highly emotional person, so personal um, issues can really affect your work or whatever it is for you. Yeah. But you have to learn your body and your mind and understand like, hey, I'm in a slump, and now what do I do to get out of the slump? Yeah, that I'm so glad you said that too, because it's like, yeah, you just if objective, it's like, hey, this is what happens when I run into these obstacles. This is where I go with my emotions. And again, you don't have to give in to them. Be objective about it. Step back from it. Yeah. What um, you don't want is to sit there and be like, what's going on with me? Like, what what is mm -hmm. wrong? Like, you want to be able to identify what it is and then quickly change that mindset to, all right, I'm in a slump and now how do I get out of it? Yeah. Yes, that's right. Paralysis analysis, right? Analysis paralysis. You don't want to get like overanalyze it to where you don't take any action. Yeah, that's right. Okay. The second thing is stop trying to do everything at once. You know, there's like, we have this concept that like, you know what, tomorrow I'm going to be the perfect person. I'm going to do everything right starting tomorrow. And that's just not reality. There's a great book. If you haven't read it, go read it. It's called Atomic Habits. And you know, when we think of atomic habits, we think of like an 
a bomb, like an atom bomb, atomic, what he means in that book is like you start at the smallest possible level to create achievable results. So what I say is just pick one thing, pick a discipline in one area could be lead generation. It could be, Hey, I'm going to uh, exercise every day. It could be every, it could be every day. I'm going to, um, you know, I'm going to stick to a diet. Just pick one thing and stick with that thing. Don't try to do everything. Yeah. There's a lot of successful people in a lot of different industries that teach this concept. One of them is, is Dave Ramsey. And I'll just use him because a lot of people yeah. know who he is, but he teaches that like, all right, when you're paying off debt, it's the snowball effect, right? So you want to pay off one, like the a small step, we're going to get that paid off. And then we're going to pay off the next one and the next one and the next one. Mm-hmm. So it's, you're focusing on one thing at a time, not spreading it all across a bunch of different payments. You're trying to get one paid off. So same yeah. concept, right? You're going to focus on one thing, knock it out, see the success, and then take that energy into the next thing. And what's the thing that he says about that? He says, personal finance, the reason we do it smallest to largest, because a lot of people would be like, well, wouldn't it make sense to pay off the the credit card with the highest interest rate? And he says, but it's not about math. He's like, if it was about math, you would have never been here in the first place. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. He said, this is about human behavior. Yeah. Right. It's exactly right. It's about behavior. So really what we're trying to nail down is like, yeah, this is about behavior. You can't um, spread yourself too thin. If you try to do 10 things well, you're going to do all of them average. Right. If you try to do one thing really great and you're doing great, you're going to take that mindset into the next thing, into the next thing, into the next thing. Mm-hmm. And you can slowly build up enough momentum to do several things great. But if you're in a slump, you can't focus on 10 different things. Yeah. I'll just share a personal story. So one of the things that that has been, um, that I've done differently this year is, so I decided I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do dry January. I'm not going to drink in January. But what happened is that one decision um, multiplied. So I went from, hey, I'm not going to drink anything in the month of January to, you know what? I feel better. I sleep better. I'm having more energy. Um, Actually, you know, I I really want to get in good shape. And so that increased my exercise. And I go, you know what? I really want to dial in some of the, some of my dietary stuff. And so like that, just that one decision has had massive impact because it was the process of. Um, first of all, a habit, one habit, um, or refraining from one thing that added all of these other things caused me to feel better, caused me to be more productive at work. And really that's, that's what it is. It's like, just choose one thing to focus on, right. That will create additional results. That's right. Okay. And then you'll stack on top of that. So do that one thing and it will affect, and and Dave Ramsey says this too, by the way, he says, yeah, it's amazing how when you, uh, decide to dial in on your finances that the other parts of your life get better as well. Yeah, your mind is very, very powerful. And and if you're feeling negative and you're down, like it can create a lot of different issues. And if you're feeling good and you're you're getting things done, like it can create a lot of positive energy. So just yeah. just use it, leverage yeah. it. Okay. The next thing, um, clear your social media out and decrease use as much as possible. So when I say clear your social media, I mean when you see stuff that makes you feel bad, unfollow it right? If somebody really annoys you, unfollow them. By the way, you can unfollow them without unfriending them. You can mute their posts and their stories on Instagram or on Facebook or whatever, dig in. And you, so that way they would, and they'll never know about it. It doesn't have to be this big dramatic exit from Instagram. You don't have to go announce it like, everybody, I'm dialing back on my Facebook use or my Instagram. You don't have to say any of that. Just all you need to do is just go unfollow the things that make you feel bad. Social media is a medium 
It's neither good nor bad. It just is. And you can control the way that you interact with it. Yeah. And we're big proponents of using social media for your business and you should. Um, but it, everything you do online should be making you feel good that you should surround yourself just like you do in your real life or your, mm -hmm. your physical life. You should surround yourself with people who are supporting you. Correct. Life's too short, especially once you hit 40. I think people start to think this way even more. It's yeah. like, I need to surround myself with people who care about what Brandon wants to accomplish or right. what I want to do in like who, right. who are there to support me along the way. If they're not, you know, they don't have to necessarily be part of your day to day. Yeah. You want to align with people who are like you and you can do that on social media too. Right. So do that. Just go, you know, cultivate that a little bit. Uh, and then also just generally stick to timeframes. You know, the, one of the temptations of social media is, is it numbs you to reality or it's an escape. Doom scroll. Doom scrolling. Right. And, and, you know, I'm not saying that that's necessary. Like, I'm not saying, again, social media is not bad. As a matter of fact, it's like Instagram reels are hilarious. Like, I send them to my wife because some of that stuff is like, it's really creative and funny and um, makes us laugh. And so it's not, again, it's not bad. It's just the way you interact with it can be bad. My wife always sends me ones that are just so in line with like a conversation we just had or something. I just, she, the other one she sent, she yeah. sent me one yesterday that said something like, uh, when you, when you have to, you know, drum up the courage to ask your wife about the golf trip you want to go on. And it's like, cause I had just asked her like, if I can go on this thing in the, in yeah. the fall and yeah, so that, that's you know, that, that, that types of usage of social media, those are, that's great. Fine, cause yeah. you're, you know, it's, it's just another form of bonding with friends or family yeah. or whatever, but. Yeah. And it's just like anything else. And I mean, I'll even say that it's like, you know, I don't think uh, alcohol is evil. I think the misuse of it is evil, is evil, right? It's like if you're doing too much of it. So it's just like anything else, right? You, you, you want to do it with moderation, stick to some time frames, have a little bit of discipline around it and cultivate it and use it in the right way. Okay. Um, the other thing that I want you to do is I want you to read things that challenge you and inspire you. Isn't there a helicopter going over? Yeah. It's That's a helicopter. Great. Okay, good. I don't know if that'll get edited out or not, but it was really loud. Okay, so read things that uh -huh. challenge you and inspire you. Um, so whether, and by the way, if you're reading, it doesn't matter to me if you do it. Like some people uh, have trouble with the act of reading or um, struggle with that, like actually picking up a book and they're better, like they learn better through audio. So get, um, what's the... There's a multitude of apps, but what's the audible? Yeah. Get audible and listen to the book while you're out on a walk or whatever, but make sure you're ingesting really good content that's inspiring you and challenging you and helping you achieve new things. If right? there ever is something that you want to read and you really want to retain it, listen to it on audible and read at the same time. Yeah. You will be amazed at how much more you remember about what you read. Now that most of the time we teach you to read, um, to put things into your brain, not to necessarily um, encompass the entire book and then put into action. That's mm -hmm. We kind of take bits and pieces of all the books and, and kind of make our own sort of path from there. But um, if you ever need to retain something, that's a great way to do it. Yeah. So yeah, put that good content in, in right, so that good things are coming out of it. And it, you'd be, again, you'll be amazed at what that can do to change your mindset, to change your belief, to give you new skills. And um, there's a wealth of information out there. So reading those good things will be extremely helpful. Okay, the next, get good sleep. And this one is challenging for a lot of people because, you know, again, 
you know, if you've got kids, right, sometimes the problem is like by the time we get the kids to bed, I just need to decompress for a while. Um, you know, some of us uh, just may struggle getting to sleep at all. Uh, some of us might have anxiety or worry that's keeping us from getting good sleep. But there needs to be a lot of focus, a lot of your time, and basically there needs to be time to wind down and put yourself in a good state to get good sleep because it will completely affect the quality of your life, right, by getting good sleep. When I'm not sleeping well, my, somehow my life ends up, you know, with really difficult situations and I'm not in the emotional state to handle them. Yep. And it's like, man, if I'm getting good sleep, um, that has very positive impact um, on the long run. So. Make sure you're like, you know, one of the things is, uh, by the way, having a, you know, a blue screen, you know, two inches away from your face. Can't be good. It's not good for getting good sleep. So put your phone on the other side of the room and read a book on the, uh, you know, as you're kind of winding down. Um, because what you're doing when you're scrolling is you're constantly looking for a dopamine hit, which is going to keep you up longer. So make sure that you are putting yourself in the good state and dim lighting and all of those things that are going to condition you to get you to sleep on time. All right. Okay. Um, and then the last one would be just to spend time in silence. Um, you know, again, we are, we're always looking for distractions and we're always looking for noise. And, um, you know, again, this is where social media creeps in as well. Um, we just, some people are just very, very uncomfortable with silence, but silence is so good for you being able to work things out and process what's going on. You need to give yourself time to think. You need to give yourself time to think. And it, and that, and it's imperative. It, it's amazing what white space can do to help you to process the things that are going on in your life, right? To help you to process that slump. Okay. And one of those things is like, um, you know, when things are going wrong or you're in that slump, one of the things that I find helpful is to go, this might sound weird, but to go to the worst case scenario is like, okay, what's the worst thing that can happen? Oh, definitely. Right. What's the worst thing that can happen? Because usually it's not nearly as bad as you think it could be. Yeah. Like, once yeah. you start to think about the actual worst case scenario. Yeah, once you think about the actual worst case scenario, it's not the end of the world, right? And then you can kind of go, okay, it's probably not going to end up there, right? And then the other thing is like you can, it, when you spend that time in visualization, well, let me go back to that. So on the worst case scenario thing, you're probably, it's like, okay, let's say um, I, you know, I'm in a situation where, you know, the commission's running out. Well, the worst case scenario is that you're not going to be, you know, it's like, let's say, uh, I'm going to have to move in with my parents. Okay. Well, you're not on the streets, yeah. <laughs> right? That's the worst case scenario. Okay. And it's really not that bad. Okay. And it's probably not even going to get there, but it helps to just kind of think through that and to go, all right, because it helps control the anxiety. And it's like, you know what? I don't need to be as worried as I am, mm -hmm. right? I don't need to be as anxious as I am. I don't need to be as consumed with anxiety as I am. So uh, that helps. And then also giving your brain time to work through solutions, right? To go through those emotional ups and downs so that you can begin to work on solutions. And even more importantly, to visualize yourself in a better place. You become, by the way, what you think about. And so if you give yourself time to think about best case scenarios 
and what you can become and you use silence to do that, it can be extremely helpful in you creating the life that you want. One of the things that I do with agents is like when they get into a transaction and they, um, and this may sound like a little woo woo, uh, but I, I actually think it works. Um, but what they do is they get into a difficult place in the transaction. I said, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to visualize yourself at the closing table with happy clients. And what's amazing is that they will begin to create solutions to get to that. Their brain will yeah. create solutions Again, to brain, get to that end. Brain's very powerful. Yeah. And it's just, it's psychology. It's like, okay, well, if I'm worried and I'm in this negative vortex and everything's going wrong and I'm thinking about all the things that could go wrong versus thinking about how this goes right. Um, I mean, those are just two different, you know, potential outcomes. It's like, which one do you want to be thinking about? Which one do you want to be working on? Do you want to be creating the scenario that's going to take you down the wrong road? Or do you want to start creating the scenario that's going to take you down the right road? Totally. I mean, do you ever notice like with people who are like constantly negative that negative things happen to them a lot? Yeah, no. And then that people who are positive things, that positive things happen to them? We were just talking about somebody yesterday that seems to gravitate towards negative situations. Right. And so it's like, man, just stop bringing all of this negativity into this scenario and start thinking about the good things that can happen. Because well, at the end of the day, right, it's going to be fine. Yeah, the bottom line is it affects your decision-making, which when you're making poor decisions, you're going to end up in more negative situations. Yeah. Bottom line. Yeah. So, Well, what are your final takeaways from this episode? Yeah, just that it's completely normal to get in slumps from time to time. You know, professional athletes get in slumps. Mm -hmm. You know, business owners, uh, you know, anybody can get in a slump. Yeah. The key is to quickly identify that you're in a slump Maybe spend a little bit of time figuring out what what puts you there, but most of your energy needs to go to all right. What do I need to do next so that I'm not in a slump tomorrow? Mm -hmm. And you know, it's that that's the key. That's just quickly identify and move towards positive steps to get you back on track. Mm -hmm. What my thing is like, just the silence <clears throat> is such a helpful tool in helping you kind of work through these scenarios um, to to eliminate the distraction. Um, and sometimes what I'll do, by the way, I want you to try this, just get in your car and don't listen to anything. Just turn off the radio. It's like, you, you're going to be driving just to spend that time in silence. And there's going to be a time where that silence becomes uncomfortable and you want to reach for that dopamine hit, whether it's the radio or whether it's a podcast or you're wanting to reach for something because that silence is uncomfortable. And I want you to push past it and you'll be amazed at what opens up after you pass through that discomfort. Yeah, there's a reason why ideas come to people in the shower. There's no other distractions. You're sitting in there with the water running. That's it. Like there's no music. There's no people talking to you. There's no, like it's, you're just there to think. And so your brain starts to say, all right, this, this, this. Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right, guys, as always, thank you for uh, joining us this week. Uh, make sure that you like, subscribe, uh, give us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts, and we will see you next week. Thanks, guys.